welcome back to episode 16. Appreciate you guys for coming along. Like the subs are up, up, up. We appreciate you guys and like just keep it going. Just keep it going. We got a good episode ready for you today. So we'll go right into the right out of pocket with the Rassy Ryan and the Blissful Breezy. So let's see what our uh Who's our guest lighter of, for today? My out of pocket for unplugging the internet when my boyfriend was playing a game. Yes. Continue. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Okay. Stories from girlfriend's point of view. I had cooked dinner for my boyfriend. I had called him several times. He didn't respond, so I was like, what the hell? Went to go find him and bring him bring his dinner to him. He was playing Call of Duty or Halo, so he didn't hear me. I was like, all right, here's your dinner. And I handed it to him and just looked at it. And he, he just looked at it and said, I didn't want mac and cheese. And I said, chicken nuggets and fries. <laughs> I said, sorry, but if you had listened to me, uh, when I got back, I told you that the store ran out of nuggets. He then threw his plate with the food and um, with the food on it at the set of drawers in the room. I said, seriously, what is wrong with you? And he just said he was annoyed because I made him die in the game by distracting him. And he was already mad about having mac and cheese. And I said, if you're going to be angry about it, you shouldn't be playing about eating. Fair enough. He just said whatever and carried on playing. So I went downstairs and turned the router off while I ate. He came stormy downstairs asking what the hell I'd done. And I said, if you can't listen to me, you shouldn't be playing games. And if I'm trying to do stuff, he said, I can't turn the internet off because he pays for it. So I, he just, and I said, he just wasted food. He says, I should have told him that we were out of nuggets and waited for him to be done on the game instead of turning it off. I think he was being unreasonable, especially after he threw the plate. But my mom and his mom are siding with him. You gotta stop. <laughs> They say I should have turned. I shouldn't have turned the internet off, and I am thinking they are completely missing the point. So was I wrong for that? That's something different. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we could do a out of pocket for like twelve year olds. I think they got at least be eighteen. Twenty two or twenty three? No way. Twenty two females. No way. We're talking about chicken nuggets, bro. Oh, I'm thinking the same thing. Dude, I, the reason I read this one because it amused me so much is because Emma just started eating chicken nuggets, so I just mm. be eating a lot of chicken nuggets. And it was just so amusing. And his like twelve year old rage, like get this crap out of here! I asked for chicken nuggets. Okay, now um, my earlier statement after Mark read the title of the story is technically not wrong. You should not be cutting the internet off after that story. You should be cutting him off. Yeah, 100%. You don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> right? He's going to match your Facebook. That, that man baby is a red flag attached to a short fuse with a hand grenade and a ticking time bomb. Facts. All facts, right. facts, facts. Yeah. Don't walk. Run <laughs> out of that house and relationship. Yeah, because as I read it, I thought she was going to say that he, like, whooped her ass at the end of it. Because, I mean, that's kind of the, the, the hierarchy was going, was going on there. That's the 50th throw to play at the wall. Uh, that's what I'm saying. He just come back and clean it up. What? Shit, man. Where's the cheap liquor and newspaper, bro? In the white beater. my slippers. Oh. Oh, man. All right. So, this. So, yeah. Out of pocket. Just get that boyfriend out, whole, man. Yeah, it was kind of out of yeah, pocket yeah. from start to finish. I mean, the thing that kind of like warped me the most though is that like both their moms were on his side. 
Cause, cause... Are you sure? Like, this wasn't like some weird. This is the word I look for anachronistic time travel story where you got like a 1950s husband who's playing Call of Duty and some chicken nuggies. It's like some weird time warp mix of two I mean, fucked up man babies of the time. When she says that the mom's sided with him, like if his mom sided with him on that, that his, his mom's been dealing with him doing that forever and it's not a problem to her. I think we're being pranked here. Um, the, the way OP reacted or failed to react to this is like, feels like a fake story. I can, I see where you're coming from, but like, I can see it as a point of like, I just click something and I, you threw it against the wall. I'm just going to leave because I'm so mad. I'm going to leave before you just, you know, those situations where you're so mad, you just like, you just got to leave. Like nothing else makes sense except just removing yourself from the room. And that's kind of how I felt there. It's like, I just made you this food. Like, I'm, cause my thing is, all right. So the way it sounds, she got home from grocery shopping. She called to him and told him, like, hey, you know, this is what we got to eat or whatever. No response, no response, no response. Cause she had gone up there to ask, yeah, but she was probably annoyed with something that happened at the grocery store. She makes dinner. She goes over to give him his dinner. He throws it at the wall and she's just like, fuck this. Walks out the room, goes eat her dinner. Probably the way it sounds, the, the router is like in the room. So she just probably just, Boop. Yeah. Continue eating her dinner and called it a day. Yeah. Is it right? No. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like too light. It's a funny story until something bad happens. So, so that it, shit shows up on the news. Yeah. Because yeah. exactly. I mean, like, yeah, the, the trajectory my man's is going on. Yeah. He about to do something crazy. Because well, I mean, describe it perfectly. All those different explosive adjectives. Because <laughs> I mean, they just threw a plate of mac and cheese, and mac and cheese is like the worst thing to throw. Yeah, yeah. When I mean, you throw a plate, bro, that's like extreme behavior. That's that's almost like spitting at somebody. It's not quite as extreme, but uh, yeah. But that just rage, like that's yeah. visceral. Like, like if somebody, like we were just here, somebody just threw a plate at the wall. That would piss everybody off. Cause it's just, like, what are you doing? Cause I feel like one of those things you learn at a learn young age is like, don't waste food unless yeah. you're like in a very specific tax bracket. Like yeah. you learn very early, like don't waste food and like just don't throw shit. That's like some of the first things you know when you're like you learn your kids. So like I feel like that's why like when you throw a plate of food, it just has two like historically bad things together yeah <laughs> that you're everyone like universally for the most part is taught like not to do it and you see a motherfucker throw a plate at the wall you're like because no, it's never a reason you never yeah, have a good reason never. to throw a plate at the wall no before you like after you throw a plate at the wall typically you fight like those, those yeah typically you fight somebody it's just a family member yeah. a family member just pissed you off you threw a plate at the wall y'all scrap it you would you and auntie scrap. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say this: Grandma. if someone throws a plate at the wall in my house, I'm whooping their ass. I don't care who it was. Like whoever you got the beef with, you throw a plate of food in my, house, I'm whooping your ass. You got to deal with <laughs> me before you. Whoever you was mad at, you ain't got to worry about them. You got to worry about me first. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so because it's because not only is it disrespectful to whoever the fuck it is, whoever made that food, disrespectful. Whoever house that shit is in, that's disrespectful. And it's like nah. Yeah, that's. That just, what is, what is this story? None of this makes sense. I can't even really properly visualize it. Like him just playing games, her bringing a food. I said chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, y'all saw the video of that, uh, that kid that completely destroyed his house after his mom took his Xbox, right? After his mom 
This was years ago. It was a because it was a 360. Dang, this he is a little was, unfortunate. I just watched this video about a kid who killed his parents when they took away his Halo 2. But, uh, Same thing. Like the dude, like literally went downstairs. Like he took the family dinner table, like flipped it over, and just started breaking shit. Because his mom took his Xbox. I mean, this kid sounds like he had that same lap of luxury, but he was never got told. Like, maybe this no. is the sequel. Could be. I mean, because I mean, he's twenty three, right? So I mean, like, if you've been coddled your whole life at twenty three, I mean, it sounds like something that a twelve year old would do. But if you've been coddled, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, that's mm. oh, really ain't no. Come on, bro. I mean, yeah, no excuse, man. You like getting mad because someone turned off the router is fine, but you, 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 you were the aggressor way before that, bro. Way before that, bro. Yeah. Like you walked right into that. He's several layers out of pocket. The first one was just the whole. <laughs> The whole setup, like the whole, you know, you're not, you're not feeding me what I wanted to be fed, sort of thing. Like the entitlement of that. Chicken nuggets are serious. Chicken nuggets and fries, bro. That's a chicken nuggets. Important food group. Nuggies and tendies, bro. Gotta have tendies. But you can't. But no, uh, no mac and cheese. Apparently, I mean, you know, like he could have had all of them, but nah, he was like none of them, and he lost in Call of Duty too. That guy is trash, just every way. And he ain't got no internet because uh, she turned that shit off. Yeah, man. Hopefully they made his ass clean that shit up. Just leave the it way there until he do. Nah, I, I doubt it. She for sure cleaned that shit up. Damn. Yeah. Or what his Dark. mom did. I mean, because cause that's the situation where somebody's throwing stuff. That's the situation that make you take a pause. You should, but the yeah. OP was like so calm about it that I honestly, I, I don't feel like it's a real story. I think it's just Either it's not a real story or he does it all the time. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He, it's so normal that she's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. I mean, either way, she should remove herself from this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, throwing, if he's already throwing shit, that's going to lead to punching. <laughs> like, yeah. And you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't be used to stuff like that. Not at all. Yeah. Because that's terrible. That's a wild story, man. I wasn't expecting none of that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting either. It was just so, it was so childish because I was like... <laughs> I mean, you sound like two 12-year-olds. Steve mentioned the parents. So I was like, <laughs> why are their parents? Parents, parents, so parents, you need to tell your kids when they're wrong. Yeah. Like, when they throw a yeah. plate at the wall, they're wrong. No matter what reason it was, you shouldn't have threw the damn plate at the wall. That's, that's it. Man. Nothing else. I hope he's like a champion tier gamer, because all that noise for, like, just playing some... And we're gamers here. I, I sound like I'm a 40-year-old you know, cook or whatever, but he, it just game, bro. Like, what's, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, he took an L call a day, bro. Like, it's call of duty. Like, you gonna come back to life. <laughs> like, it's not like you're playing a roguelike or something like you dying actually matters. It's like, bro, bro you, you come do the back. same thing every day. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it is one death means so much to you. My KD, though, bro. My KD. My KD, my KD is terrible, bro. Get good, bro. Yeah. So, uh, what's the last game that made you guys that pissed? Just like uncontrollably mad for whatever amount of time. Man. Honestly, I play so few games. The games I do play, I play for a long time, but I play so few of them. The answers I always give are gonna be really, really generic. You know, I just I killed Millennia like a month ago. 
<laughs> Fair I'm enough. S- I'm still riding high on that. But oh my god. She was so trash. I hate that thing so much. That I actually creature. watched a video talk about like all the things she does have and I was like it it was a it was a YouTube short, right? So it was like only like a minute. But oh. the fact that like he said a thing like every it was like ten things he said and I'm like, nah. Hmm. I watched a 17 minute long video on every way that Millennia cheats in the game, just completely does shit that throughout the hundred hours before you had gotten to her, you had been taught this is how the game works. And then she just goes like, yeah, here's all my special shit. I don't poise break. I don't hyper armor break. I have, I have this and that, and I can just go through all your shit. I can cancel out of my own stagger animation. What the hell does that wait, even wait. mean, bro? <laughs> so she just can't. Yeah. Like, you know how overpowered you have to be to cancel your own stagger? I- <laughs> but it's just- super inconsistent, because that's like the best way to defeat her, apparently, is just to stagger to death. But occasionally she can just pop out of it. Because imagine mm-hmm. that in real life, right? You just punch someone and they just fall back. And then immediately after work, they're just <laughs> right in your face again. <laughs> <It's> like, mm. <laughs> like, what type of anime are we living in? You can right just now. do that. All right. I'm sorry I had to bring up Millennia again. I feel guilty and generic breezy. Do <laughs> you have an answer? No, that's a fair answer. Save me. No, that's a fair answer. You did eventually beat her, so and you beat her without a. I watch. I didn't mm-hmm. get to see you do the final blow, but I believe you beat her without summons. Oh, that's bullshit! I, I, the first time I summoned, I, I did not beat her without summons. Okay. After I watched that seventeen-minute video, I was so pissed because I was care like, anymore. I was like, I knew that something was wrong with this fight. I just didn't know what it was. And apparently what it was was that there was 17 minutes worth of things wrong with that fight. <laughs> not just one. And I went in there pissed. And I just just summoned a mimic tear. And I took my big ass great sword. And I started to just like flip around in a circle and smash down. And my, my shadow clone started to flip around and circle and smash that, down. Yeah. We were like fucking hammer brawling on her. And the first time I used that damn summon, she's a fucking die like that. Yep. And I was just like, you weren't supposed to die from that? Yeah. Apparently, they, that's what they're saying is that the game is specifically made for summons. Like, the so the, first oh, the game is built for you to just have a, a buddy? Oh, but the AI isn't really optimized for it. Like the bosses, because they're always going to attack the last thing that attacked them. They never, they're not smart about it. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's either your experience with a lot of bosses are like, mm. they're either like way too easy or like way too hard in a lot of cases. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting gameplay developed idea. I, I don't know what the hell to call it. <laughs> it is interesting, for sure. I fought every other boss without summons. Except for Radon. I didn't feel like fighting Radon without summons. He's a he's a special boss. Yeah. You fight him on a... Have you ever seen that fight? Yeah, I love the idea of that fight. I just... I just didn't feel like running all the way to him every time. Mm-hmm. I was like, this just takes too long. So I was just like, I mean, boys, get him. Thematically, it makes sense to use him in that fight, though, because not only are they there, but that's kind of the whole point, right? Because it's like the whole yeah, just, festival. Just kill them. Yeah. They just, <laughs> just want to kill them. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Yeah, I can't I think know. of a game that super pissed me off. Like, it's a lot of games that frustrate me when I play them. Um, none of them like super. Pissed Nothing me just off. really razzed your berries. Not in a long while. Like, mm. El- like kind of playing a little bit of Elder Ring and watching him play it. Some stuff in there pissed me off. Some stuff and mm. I watched him do a lot of RE4. Some stuff in there pissed the me remake? off. Yeah, the remake. Uh. Did some inconsistent mm. stuff. Like, uh, I don't, I don't feel like it's horrible, but they like change like the, the way, uh, the enemies flinch at RE4. Oh yeah, they it, change it a lot. It's just, it's just like super inconsistent compared to the original game, which like, it makes a lot of it feel like RNG and that, that grinds mm-hmm. my gears. True. Like, I don't, I don't feel too bad about that now. Okay. I always felt in the original RE4, you were just able to game the system a little True. bit too hard. And anyone who played the original RE4 knows that, yeah, yeah. you know, when you frames, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know where to be. And uh, them not just flinching from the any particular tap that you do on them made it so that you had to actually react to whether or not your shot flinched them or not. And it made the game more exciting than yeah. I expected it to be. Now, that's fair. You're a shitty marksman, though. Leon yeah. in the remake is a pretty shitty marksman. I was using the Red 9, which sure as hell was not a marksman's gun. So if I had been using a a marksman pistol, I think it would have been even easier. Maybe I actually would have been, you know, flinching them like I did in the original RE4. But uh, in this one, nah. That's a good little, good little tidbit to know, though. <clears throat> yeah, I can't think of... Uh, I mean, Darksiders 3... Pissed me off for like a lot of reasons. When I initially played it, anyway, the second playthrough, yeah, a lot more. But like the game just was, it was like all the worst parts of Dark Souls, but none of the best parts of Dark Souls. Did you play it through on a traditional way the second time playthrough, or was that not yet? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the tra- no, I only or the original way, what it was. Uh, what they call it? they separated it by default, and the other one's classic. Classic, one's classic. okay, yeah, yeah. So classic's a lot better because you can like um. You can uh, do cancels in a lot of your animations. With the default mode, you can't cancel. You no. Because it's supposed to be Dark Souls, so they gotta, you gotta commit to an action when you take it. But only thing is, like, your only method of defense is a dodge. Your only method of attack are, they, they put more weapons in it, but it's still not as many weapons as Dark Souls. So you're super duper limited. And the enemies kind of force you to dodge. So you only have a set action to yeah. optimally play the game. I actually hated the game until I realized that. Once I realized that you have to like dodge first and then go into a combo, I I mean, I still don't know how I feel about the game overall, but like I definitely understand how the game works. So I was able to like beat it and actually have fun with it. But until because like I try to go in like any other action game, just super aggressive and like you yeah. can't be aggressive unless you've dodged first. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this one guy figured out how to play it aggressively, but it takes like every new thing that they added in the DLC to do so. Uh, it's like this mm-hmm. weapon switching system. They got like it's like a total of eight weapons now compared to like four. So you got to kind of use everything to make it play like Devil May Cry. But he did it. But he's like super technical, so you can do it. But the game never. Most people don't play it like that. 99% yeah. of people would not play it like that. Because <laughs> you can't really do it. I mean, because like, I played OG. I got to get any of the DLC from it because the game kind of like just left a sour taste in my mouth in general. So 
I mean, I, f- I don't feel like I'm alone in that aspect, though. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people, like, in that boat were like, eh, you know, it was cool. I'm, I'm good on it. Call it a day. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It probably did the exploration stuff. It was it was pretty good with the exploration stuff, I would say. Because her, like, platforming stuff was really cool. Yeah, it was really cool. The only thing might be for her exploration <laughs> stuff is they went too hard into the Dark Souls stuff. So, like, there are just enemies that shouldn't be with other enemies in yeah, certain yeah, places to explore. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, I... I that helped me and God of War helped me realize that like that's kind of like Dark Souls thing. It's like the enemies aren't necessarily like hard to kill. It's just they give you these fucking combinations of things. And it's like if you take out <laughs> one and take out the other, it'll be fine. But God of War, bro. You're talking about those witches. Anything with a witch. God of War. Anything with a witch. And like it was something similar to and it's any aerial enemy oh. in um in Dark Souls three. <laughs> yeah. Oh crap, the freaking aerial enemies and in Elden Ring. You fight them yeah. so early, too. Those oh, damn birds. Bro. Oh, the one with the knife feet? The knife feet. Yes. Dog, they're the kind of like hillhawks or something. Stormhawks. Stormhawks. They just kill everybody. Uh, bro, like, I've, I've had a... Breezy, though, I had this beef since I was, like, 14. Like, flying enemies in action games are always a no-no. Because you never have the proper... You don't have what you necessarily need to deal with. It. You never do. And Never worse in Elden Ring because they like have the same like AI animations as like the dogs. The dogs have been legendarily <laughs> bad in Dark Souls. Dog, because they have like the purest form of ADD. <laughs> like they <literally> just, <laughs> just just jump places. <laughs> yeah, the birds are just like here, there, everywhere. Like you're trying to smack oh. this already behind you, yeah, man. <laughs> so I watched the video and it was talking about how <laughs> the dude was so pissed. Like he went on a rant because he was like. The stalk. It shouldn't be able to pick up a barrel, explosive barrel, and throw it at you. With it has knife feet. It has hmm. fucking knife feet. Why can't you throw this barrel? Bro, Yo, man. He those, <laughs> Yo, man. Those freaking, uh, I don't even, adductors. I don't, I don't know what the, uh, Bird muscles are called, bro. Ah, but you know, I think Mark's going to be pretty happy about this. A game that truly, absolutely pissed me off when I first started playing it so much. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> Dude, okay. Me and Mark have a history with Breath of the Wild, alright? I love it, he hates it. Facts. But with Tears of the But here's the thing about Breath of the Wild. We agree on the weaknesses of the game. Well, some of the weaknesses we agree on. Um the whole weapon breaking thing. Trash. Hated it. The way that you get all your abilities at the very beginning of the game. Also trash. I didn't like that in Breath of the Wild. I really disliked it. I like the classic Zeldas where you earn those things over the course of an adventure. Tears of the Kingdom is about to come out. And well, it's been out for weeks now. But Tears of the Kingdom was about to come out. And Mark and I were having some kind of conversation about it. And I was... I was going like, you know, Mark, it's it's been like seven years since Breath of the Wild came out. Ooh. And they know that everyone disliked that weapon-breaking system. Surely they will have changed it. And Mark was like, nah. no, they're not going to change shit because they don't need to change shit to get dumbasses to buy it. And I was like, Mark, you're wrong. Mark was like, Ryan, you're wrong. And it came out. And I... I was right. I was so wrong. 100% right. I wasn't just wrong. I was completely, absolutely wrong about everything they changed 
nothing in Tears of the Kingdom. They did not fix any of the issues that we had with it. You still get all your abilities at the beginning of the game. Weapons still break if you look at them funny. All of that. And when I first started playing Tears of the Kingdom, I was absolutely livid. Not just because they almost spitefully didn't change anything. Because I had to go face Mark with that knowledge. And I already knew. Before I ever saw it. But after like two hours of playing Tears of the Kingdom, which was really just like Breath of the Wild 1.5 at that time. When I finally got off of the Sky Island and into the game proper, the game was amazing. Still is amazing. They actually, I feel, fixed the problem with you getting all your abilities at the beginning of the game. Now, those abilities don't do everything until you get more parts for them. That's cool. So, like, you can still... Elongate the gameplay, yeah. or elongate the abilities. The fucking like, like <laughs> final boss. Oh, I should say that because I watched you. Uh, I had the luxury of watching you stream that live. Oh, you saw and watching the video. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, just, just watch you go like, what the fuck? Is, what the? Oh my god! I gotta. Look. You oh, should man, definitely link that, that video. You should link that video in this because that is hilarious. Yeah. I remember watching you get sniped by shotguns while playing the Max Payne. Oh, God. But you were playing it on, like, stupid hard mode, though. So, I mean, like, at least made some sense. And yeah, it was, was extra hard on PC. And he was doing well, so it was extra, extra hard. Extra, yeah. Oh, and I didn't mention having it on um, uh, 60 FPS and, like, updated on a modern PC. Made it so that Max didn't jump all the way. Like, his height was severely shortened. It was, like, at least half. Half? Yeah. I was wondering, so he was like, a true old man, then. It made was, it more realistic. Bro, I was like, why is my jump so low? Because I couldn't even jump over a couch at a certain point. It's like, got this dude down. And I was just like, why? Because he's a 60-year-old man. He shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> and number three, me and my brother used to always make that joke. Like, he's, he is so weirdly athletic. Yeah, to be, like, 65. Yeah. Been, Getting shot his entire life. Binge on painkillers and booze. For like 30 of those years. <laughs> yeah, the game that pissed me off the most was uh, Ninja Gaiden 2. Hmm. You know, I never played any of the ones after the first one. Yeah, actually, um, that was the first time I threw a controller. Like, as a <laughs> not child. Was, uh, was that? Because it was so... Because so was the vanilla one. The one for 360. That only had like the two or three weapons. And like the later Ninja Gaidens were kind of made in a way that like certain weapons were just better on certain enemies. Like better. You can counter pick them essentially. I actually like that in design. Yeah, I like that for like weapons, like for enemies and stuff. So like you can either play what you want. Like you can get good with the weapon you want to get good with or you have an option. They went real hard in one direction. You know, here's a funny thing. Uh, all the Dark Souls and the Elden Rings, they all have that, uh, the, the three weapon types. Strike, Slash, Pierce. Blunt. But um, no one ever pays attention to that. They just choose the weapon that they like, and if it's not effective against the enemy, they just hit them more with it. Get a stronger weapon. You know, I've never counterpicked it. No, I have counterpicked a weapon in Elden Ring, but 
The only person that ever tried to counterpick an Elden Ring was Millennia. Fair enough. Yeah, the only thing I'll do in Dark Souls is if I feel like my weapon is too slow, I'll get a faster weapon. Yeah, I, I'll pick up a dex. I usually go with quality build anyway, so I can I can I can make that adjustment. Hmm. Guess we'll find out this summer when I actually start playing my Oh. A game that pissed me off, truly pissed me off the most ever was the first darkest dungeon. They have a messed up story around it. Alright. So the first time I played through the game, the game was basically basically blind. This was the game when the game first came out. And if you didn't know what the boss you were going against did, you could just walk into a fight that you couldn't possibly win and that you couldn't escape from either. And that's what happened to me one time when I went up against this chick, this hag in the forest, who could summon a giant pot that had infinite health, basically. Took up two spaces on the battlefield out of the four. And she'd hide behind it. So if you didn't have people that could hit space 3 and 4 on the battlefield, she's just hiding behind that pot forever. And you're just going to get get seasoned to death because she throws food seasonings at you because she's a cannibal and she wants to eat you. You can kind of figure it out with the giant cauldron. She also picks people up and dunks them into the cauldron, which starts to do damage over time to them. And they just... uh. They're just stuck in the cauldron, like trapped there, so you can oh, they can't, knock like, them out, move and jump. Up. Oh, they're 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 they. You can't even control them at that point. They're just in there, getting cooked. So uh, she killed my one dude who could hit space three or four, and from then on, she just threw seasonings at me until I died. <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck this game." That was the first time I quit <laughs> Darkest Dungeon one. <laughs> But that's not the, the last. That's the first time I've ever seen somebody get hit with the Zatarain. <laughs> yeah, she she just threw Zatarains at me, and I just eventually died. And it thing it did chip damage. It was like oh, two God. or three damage. Yeah, but man, it's just a fucking dry rub. It's not going to do nothing to you. <laughs> just what you beat. But this story has a sequel. Like a few years later, I think it was like one year later, they come out with the first DLC for that game, the Crimson Quartz basically vampires but they did a really cool thing with it instead of vampire bats they went with the idea of mosquitoes and uh vermin vermin vampires so here's the deal in the dungeons you may randomly come across bloodsuckers bloodsuckers can infect you with the crimson curse vampirism When you get the vampirism, you take that shit back to your hamlet, and there's a chance that you may spread it to other people during the off times. Now, here's the thing, right? The thirst, you know, the vampire curse, it gets worse on the person who's afflicted with it, and eventually they'll die from it. And it's the only way to stop it momentarily is to drink some of the special blood that you can find in the uh, in the dungeons when you run into the bloodsuckers. Here's the thing, though. This was the very first day that the DLC came out. Mm. That blood was extremely rare. No one could find any. <laughs> Your dudes are getting sicker and sicker and spreading that shit 
to all the hamlet, and there's no blood to be found anywhere. Eventually, half of my hamlet had the blood herps, and then they all died. As they do. Half of my people just died, just boom, obliterated, just decimated. Two days later, Red Hook, the developers, they update the game with an emergency mission that allows you to farm blood so that your hamlet doesn't die. And they make the uh, the blood drops a lot more frequent elsewhere in the game. It's an RNG drop? Mm-hmm. Well, it was an RNG. And day one, two, and three that the uh, DLC came out people's hamlets were just decimated. And then it got fixed. But at that point, I was like, fuck this game. And I quit again. Yeah, Yeah, like, I'm a a firm believer in, like, there shouldn't be a situation that you could get out of in a game. No, man. Our Darkest Dungeon is all about that. Darkest Dungeon gets off on that. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm good. Any game that's, like, made, built like that, I'm straight on. I'm good on. It's all right. I'll get you guys to play it eventually. The visuals visuals are cool. And, like, the artwork is super dope on it. But, like, I'll never play a game like that. Oh, to be honest, instead of Darkest Dungeon, I'd much rather have you guys play Fear and Hunger. Yeah. I played enough Fear and Hunger. That last time, that 20 minutes I played, I'm good on it. Yeah, that was enough for me. Come on, man. That was just the opening cutscene. Yeah, and I died before the game even started. That was enough for me. I'm good. I'm super good. Like, I like the idea of it, and I like what it represents, like, the utmost of what RPG Maker can do. And I'm super proud and inspiring. <laughs> I mean, inspired by it, but at the same time, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on it. It's one of those things I would enjoy more if I saw somebody who already knew how to play it run through it. Because I don't know. Because mistakes, not- mistakes are good, but everything you do is a mistake, essentially, in this game. So I'm like, I'm not trying to yeah. spend my time doing that shit. Oh, yeah. If it came out when we were in high school, I would probably play it. But like as an adult, this yeah. this game is not for an adult with pressure and time restraints to play. I wouldn't even it's play like, it in high school, to be honest. Like it only took like seven or eight deaths until you you become the monster, <laughs> right? It's like it is yeah, so I mean, empowering. Everything is uh, everything is a fight to the death, though. Yeah. That is that is how I always wanted RPGs to play. Like Final Fantasy X, where everything was basically a fight to the death. That was my favorite battle. Yeah, but balancing. I I appreciate that when it's like there's still always a way out. In Fear Hunger, there's never you don't have a way out. Oh, there's a way out. You just got to find it. You have you to find, find it. it. That's what I mean. You have to find it. Like in the entire universe of that game. You have to find it, but and it won't be on that playthrough. My problem with it is once you find that way out, you're still fucked. Like the way out's designed to fuck you in another way. Once mm-hmm. you, no, yeah. it's not. You gotta play the. You gotta play the game to to make those that call. No, I've seen. I've spoiled it. I've seen like how oh. it works. I've seen how you get to like the different levels of the endings, and it's each time it's like a, you crawl, you dig your way through, and then you get <laughs> jobbed out at the very end of it. And then you do it again, you get jobbed out again. You do it again, you figure all that out, you get jobbed out again. You're putting, at this point, you know, tens of, maybe even a hundred or so hours into this. I game. wouldn't have made that the first part. Mm-hmm. If I get into the game the first time and then, like, something like that happens, I'm good. I would have never gone back to it. Like, bad endings? Yeah, they were. I mean, this 
Fear and Hunger doesn't do good endings. It's like a it's a HP Lovecraftian story. It doesn't do happy endings. Which I'm cool with. Like I don't necessarily games don't need to have a happy ending. I just need an an, an ending for oh. the characters. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you're and like hungry. an overall ending, I guess, for like the world or whatever. They do all have overall endings. All the characters' endings do happen in the first Fear and Hunger. You just need to piece together exactly how that. You need to piece together how it's possible, but all the endings are canon. Yeah, you see, like that's one of those things I feel like just in general in games when you have something with multiple characters. Like I think that Sonic Adventure Two did it best. Like give me a last. That, like, you know, that finishes off all the stories and give all the endings, whatever. Like, I don't like, in general, like, if you have multiple characters and there's not, like, and every character has an ending, but it's not, like, an ending, like, engulfing everything. I'm just not a fan of that because I'm, like, you got multiple characters, like, tied together in a way that, like, you can present it instead of just, like, watching these eight, nine, ten, whatever individual stories. Like, give me something that encapsulate, like, the whole world, the whole story type deal. Because, I mean, I'm just not, I, if you're going to give me a story, give me a story. Like, the piece together story, like, I, I get it. Like, most, any any piece of media, like, you piece together the story as you go out and you get, but at a certain point, it's like, just give me the story. Like, at a certain point, just don't keep piecing shit together. Like, three quarters or towards the end of the game or whatever, it's like, at that point, like, give me the story or just don't have a story there to begin with and just let me be doing shit. Because if I'm still piecing stuff together, like, towards the end of the game and I got to guesstimate on what this ending is, and I don't get a final ending with, like, everything encapsulated, and it's like, the fuck was the mm-hmm. point? I don't know. Like, the point of, like, getting to do shit, like, if, like, for instance, Dark Souls, you pretty much just do shit. Like, my first playthrough of Dark Souls was, like, be just doing shit. Yeah. And if I wanted to play attention to the lore, I, I could do that, too. Because everything you did also mm-hmm. had ramifications to, like, the world at large. So, I, I feel like that's, the, like, the best of both worlds in that situation. Um, Dark I'd rather Souls, either it be there or not be there. <laughs> Dark Souls, it's, it's kind of like impossible to piece anything together in the first playthrough. But on the second playthrough, when you finally like know all these nouns that they're throwing at you, then you can actually start to understand the story. And uh, it took it took a it, heck. I still don't understand everything about Dark Souls One. You know, it's like. Why did I get kidnapped by that raven at the beginning? <laughs> like, wait a minute. Well, who's this goddess of sin that they never mention ever oh, again? Yeah. I think Dark Souls one was just like stuff happens the game. No, it's a it's a point A to B scenario. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it is really well thought out. It's very very well. strangely well thought out. But it does feel like that when you're playing. Like my first playthrough, I did feel like that. I'm like. I'm a ball now. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Yeah. You know, egg role play. Yeah, Kinky. But, yeah, but everything has, a, like, even a giant crow was like an envoy of, like, the goddess of their version of the goddess of, was the goddess of sin? Yeah. Belka. So, uh, yeah, everything literally has a reason for being there. And the way they position it, too, is like, is there for a fucking reason. I'm probably going to take the plunge this summer, so we'll see. I like it. It's it's super, super duper complex, but it's complex in a way that really appeals to multiple playthrough players, where every time, heck, every time I play through Elden Ring, I discover, I realize new stuff that I didn't realize before. Like, even with 
all the the lore masters who make those YouTube videos, which I you know, I have to admit I do watch a lot of Elden Ring lore, even though I, mean, I feel you have to. I really, <laughs> I really did want to figure it out myself, but uh, there's no way there's a lot. we're going to figure yeah, that out. Any Soulsborne game? I don't think it's worth it. I don't think it's worth oh, trying it's, to piece it together. It's worth trying. It's it's in it's an experience all of its own. Trying to you know understand the world, and it uh, it really tells you how to tell a story without telling a story. I wish the the triggers on some of the events were less obscure less yeah that's true less old school um i think that's the stuff they clean up on because because some of the best stuff in dark souls one for instance was like the character stuff like seeing how their stuff plays out but sometimes like we do we have to do weird actions to progress the story yeah that i don't quite make sense all those characters died in my playthrough and i was just like you know what i'm not even gonna try keeping <laughs> you guys alive because i don't even know why you appear or why you disappear. So I'm like, see ya. I didn't talk to anyone after Sol- uh, Solaire. <laughs> <Damn. laughs> I mean, Solaire's ending. Learned your lesson and didn't want to get burnt again. Sometimes even like doing it to completion is even worse because it's like, oh man, it's real sad. Oh yeah, that was some delicious endings for those dudes. Whew. Yeah, some of them is no bueno for sure. No happiness. No cry. But I mean, like, when you're, like, a melted skeleton walking through the world, I mean, do you really expect anyone else to have, like, a happy ending, though? Or whatever the yeah. fuck you are in those games. Like, the tarnished, the tainted, I mean, the, you are wrong. the you verb, <laughs> or the noun, I should say. Just about every Souls game. You're some type of undead, mm-hmm. nasty Dang, being. Well, you, you gotta I mean? go do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you gotta expect that everyone else is, too. Oh, the tarnished is actually a person, though. Tarnish made it through pretty good compared to all those hollow. True that. Everybody still hate him, though. Yeah. Everybody want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you said that. It reminded me. Chris, Chris sent me a meme earlier and it was like, imagine being, what did it say? Imagine being like uh, an 18th century guy trying to talk to someone that's non-binary. And it was like, my- my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I had such an uncontrollable laugh. Because <laughs> I just imagine some dude in like a, tie, a bowler hat just like, my baby. My baby. And then just going about. <laughs> I heard some ignorant shit this week, but that's ignorant. That's true, it just tickled me in a way, bro. Like, I couldn't correct, explain. though, right? <laughs> then, so that was a, a Twitter post, and the response, the response was, "I rather you call me a slur." <laughs> damn. <laughs> just damn. damn. I just cracked up so bad, dude. The, the hilarious oh, thing is, I almost thought you just made up another another pronoun there. Slur. I, yeah. For a second. It took me a little while. In my head, uh, I was thinking S-L-E-R. I wasn't thinking S-L-U-R. I was like, what's that new hotness? What's that a combination? Wow. <laughs> that tells you where we are in 2023. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. Month 80. Mm-hmm. 
Shoot, what was the topic? I forgot what we were even talking about. Games that pissed you Games off. Games that pisses off. I mean, we kind of went through that, though, for the most part. Yeah? Yeah. I can't make for anymore. Yeah, what about surprises? Like, something that you thought you were going to hate going into it, but turned out to be, like, completely something you either fell in love with or something you just, like, all right, you know, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Like that's been happening. Like positive surprise? Yeah, a positive surprise. Yeah, that's happened quite a bit lately. I think I think God of War when I finally got to play that. Um, the I was about to say remake, but the four, the the, the Norse, Norse, yeah. Norse God of War. That was really good because I was chirping in your ear about it. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was it was great. It was it was fantastic. It was honestly fantastic, and it actually redeemed Kratos for me. Yeah, that's pretty tough to do. Yeah, <laughs> you, had a, you had a big hate for Kratos for Kratos, years. Like, man, I absolutely hated him. But the gameplay was on point. Um, I, pl- I had to play on like a harder difficulty because I was so used to like Souls at that point. I was like, I don't know, casual experience. Yeah, I played it on the one above, right above hard. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a good time, except for the witches. Um, or right above normal, I should say. Yeah. I played yeah. on whatever the mode where everything could one hit kill you. That was the mode I played it on. Uh, it was a fun time. It was still Did fun. Give me God of War. Um, it wasn't the highest one, but it was like the second highest one. Whichever one that one was. Yeah, I think that's the same one I played on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like a one point. You had like two points of health left yeah, afterwards. Exactly. <laughs> one time, yeah, yeah. Basically, those armor knacks could kill me in one. Yeah. Like, everything I Until, like, the very end of the game where I, like, min-max my stuff and I get, like, maybe two hits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. if it was, like, two two of them in that room, I was I was going down and, like, two hits for them, but one hit for the witch. The witch was always a one-hit kill for me. Witch was... I think the witch might actually just be a one-hit kill. Mm. Her scream thing or whatever. Or that... The thing that chased you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't even avoid that. Like, if you go to, like, higher ground, she'll still hit you with that. I learned that the hard way. I was like, yeah, I'll just jump on this ledge. I'll be good. Yeah. It's like, nah, bro. Yeah. Because I, I, I was, like, legit figuring out ways to, like, job the enemies, and it just wasn't working with the witch. Just nothing I did. It was... But it was it was a fantastic time. Um, I heard the sequel isn't as good, but it's still pretty good. I haven't played it yet. Okay. I think that's part of my, my summer playlist, but yeah. I wish I could see my Steam list. I can't really think of anything, so I'm gonna go way, way back. Dreamcast days. There's this game called Zombie Revenge. Mm. Have you guys ever played? <laughs> yeah. Mm. I didn't expect a beat 'em up, <laughs> and I sure as heck didn't respect, didn't expect a good beat 'em up. But Zombie Revenge was hot. Yeah, I remember that was, that was, that was cool. Like, yeah. I didn't have a bunch of Dreamcast, so I didn't play too much of it, but yeah. Mm. It's really funny. They It even had a story mode, and in the story mode, they were talking about... Uh, it took me years to realize that that story mode, where they're talking about G and stuff, and like, wait a minute, this is a House of the Dead game? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a House of the Dead game. I've been playing that game for years, and I didn't realize it was a House of the Dead game until the advent of YouTube. They're talking about surprisingly good Dreamcast games. I see Zombie Revenge on there. I'm like, yeah, like this House of the Dead beat em up. I'm like, wait a minute. What? House of the Dead? <laughs> Why'd they change the name? Oh, 
Don't know why, but they did. Great game. Surprisingly good. Yeah, we talked about Musou games on the pre-show. And uh, one that really took me by surprise. And actually makes me want to play other Musou games because Alex told me they actually got better over time. Is I got to play a Fist of the North Star uh, Musou game, Ken's Rage. The first one and the mm-hmm. second one. Um, first one more so because they had a jump button. The second one didn't have a jump button. Wow, jumping. That's jump buttons are important. Yeah, yeah. Um, surprisingly. But the first one, it told... The reason I like these games a lot is because they told the story of the show in a very condensed manner. And it made me want to watch the show again. Like, it was that mm. good. Um, I feel like any type of tie-in media should do that. If it's yeah. done well, it should do that. It should make you want to go absorb the original source material for it, sure and that did that had all the major beats of the of the show um and uh, they also had like dream scenarios too so like if a character died in the show which every is um you could do like a what if they survived scenario and those are pretty cool too that's cool because i like that stuff from um Budokai 3 too where you can have like the what if storylines and find everybody so that, that is always cool to have in the game oh that's cool you got your official storyline and then like you know what if all this weird shit happens it's like yeah yeah oh i love yeah. those in Budokai. but yeah. um, i like that in uh, resident evil 2 remake with the uh the, oh the sheriff yeah like, yeah i love i just like the idea you know like what if the sheriff didn't get bodied by the very first zombie you come <laughs> across it was like hell of a sheriff, man. He uh, he could have he could have been a survivor. Damage. Yeah, just paid a little bit of attention. Mm. That um, really, the mayor's was it the mayor's daughter. Mayor's How daughter she survived yeah. in it. But yeah, I'm actually gonna get at some point the Berserk Tecmo Koe Buso game. So I'm thinking it's gonna be the same quality as that Fist of the North Star game. Got one. Yeah, my most recent one is probably uh, Legends Arceus. Yeah, because oh, wow. it was a it was a Pokemon game, and I was more or less expecting it to be Pokemon, and I just have a bad track record with Pokemon where I just have to buy the games regardless anyway. But I was really surprised; the game was amazing. Like I actually enjoyed and started to fall in love with the franchise again. So I mean, that was a it was just a fresh take on something different. Yeah. I mean, fresh take on something that like has been beaten to death and like just hasn't really done anything great. It was a brave new evolution for an old formula. Yeah. Now, I hope, I pray that they do it again. You know, make a sequel to that game. Please. Please stop. Mm. Stop looking at me like that, Mark. Tears of the Kingdom was a one-time thing. Yeah, we'll see. Sell as much as sword and shield. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, uh... It's funny you should mention Rage, because and then it's funny you mentioned Berserk. Because oh, another yeah. game Let's just go say Rage. that was surprisingly good that I really liked was Sword of the Berserk Guts Rage for the ah, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. That was a good. One. That game was. I never amazing. played that one. I heard about it. I never played that one though. Like it was just like a really really good action game. It was like honestly, it felt a lot like Lost Kingdoms, except you are you know you. You actually are a swordsman, so you can't run out of sword <laughs> ammo. And when I uh, first played the game, I rented it from Blockbuster, and I I had never heard of Berserk. In fact, it wouldn't be until years later that I eventually put together, you know, when I do when I did actually start reading Berserk, like, wait uh, a minute, Sword of the Berserk 
Guts? Mm. You know, was that the same guy? I remember I was playing as some guy with a big, big sword, sword who only <laughs> had one arm. Wait, this was based off of that, but funny story about that game. I played it through, and I beat it, and I loved it, and then it was hard as hell. Hard as balls. I can imagine. And then when I started to play through it again, I accidentally pressed right trigger, and a whole new menu came up in the game, and I found out that you had healing items, you had a crossbow, you had, like, bombs and shit, and I'm like, wait a minute... (laughs) Because, no, 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 no. I mean, I'm it not was, judging you, because I did the same thing on Kingdom Hearts. It was a rented game, so it didn't have an instruction manual. So there was no way for oh, me yeah. to know. Well, the kids today won't know about that. They don't have those anymore. Yeah. I was like, whoa, dude, there was like a whole nother, a whole nother side of this game. I'd been playing through, like, playing through Devil May Cry with zero healing items. I beat that game without healing, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's impressive. It's very impressive. Stupid, but impressive. <laughs> anyway, it was an excellent game. That is like a game that is ripe for a remake, but, you know, it, it was based off a licensed property, and I certainly didn't expect it to be good, so it's unlikely. Well, impossible, basically. Oh, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It'd be like that sometimes. Another one was, um, oh shit, what was it? I just played it recently. Uh, shit, I forgot. Oh well. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> oh wait, was it Remember Me? <laughs> <laughs> that was a surprise hit for me. God, that game was so good. It was uh, it was very European with the storytelling. Like, it, you know, it was like, hey, this is this is not. What I'm used to in American games is something mm. a little bit different about it. Um, but, uh, dude, the, the fighting was just superb. I like the art style. I like the visual effects that they did in that game. Yeah. yeah. I tend to like female main characters in um, action games, too, because they tend to take more risk with, like, uh, movements and stuff. Mm. Because, like, you got to do, like, you have to have, like, these super angled swings or whatever. But, like... Mm. Can't just have him doing the splits. Yeah, and it's like with, with no um, pirouettes. Yeah, and it's like just that ride. extra twirl and stuff, or whatever. It's like super dope because like my, me and my boy were noticing like when we watched uh, the first Said Into the Spider Verse, the first Into the Spider Verse, and noticing how like they all have like different combat styles. But Spider Grimms was dope because all of her stuff was like ballerina based. So she was just like twirling, beating the shit out of people. But it's like just those extra little flares and curved movements and stuff. I will say Spider-Man is pretty unique in fighters. Yeah. Spider-Man fights like Spider-Man and no one else ever. Even now. Like, no one... No, because Spider-Man fights in 3D. Like, actual 3D. Like, everyone else fights in 3D in the sense that, like, we are in the 3D world. But Spider-Man literally fights in 3D. I like how his legs can be, like, over his head, but he's doing, like, an upper or downwards... (laughs) <laughs> like it's, all, it's weird, but it works for Spider Man. Only Spider Man. Yeah, only Spider Man. Yeah, only Spider Man. Because I mean, no one else, I guess, has the strength with the agility yeah. in the small frame. I knew when I was a kid, I didn't know Spider Man had super strength. I was just like, oh, he's a smaller guy doing these quick attacks. I didn't know that. I don't think I realized that either. He, he doesn't. He doesn't rely on it unless like it calls for it. 
Like, unless he's I think that's someone. the thing too. Yeah, because yeah. he holds back when he punches people, yeah. but then he like lifts the building. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, because I guess when you're a kid, when you think about it, because like at the time, like super popular. The only other comparison you have is like Batman, who you know is human, mm-hmm. and you got Superman, who's like <laughs> Superman. <laughs> so it's like these are like the three. Yeah, those are like the three biggest shows from like when we were kids. So it was just like yeah, X Men, X Men, yeah. which they just the they're just all over the place. Yeah. But like with Superman, it's like he he's always doing super stuff. Yeah. But it's like Spider Man, you get this weird middle ground. Where he's like normal everyday, yeah. punching people on the streets, and then he's like swinging off buildings. I think the version we got, he didn't do too much super strength stuff. I think that's where my confusion mm-hmm. was at because he never really like no crazy picked feats. Up cars or nothing like that. Like, he would just like sometimes punch Rhino or something. He like he he like wouldn't rely on it to fight. You know, sometimes I, I've seen Spider Man just lift a uh, a crane, mm-hmm. you know, a construction crane. Well, only if Casually. he needed to. Yeah, you know? but so. I feel like that was that started being a thing once the movie came out. Then it was like showing off more of his powers. True, like when he stopped that when he stopped that train. train. That's like the only. Thing I can think, I think of, that was the actually. biggest feat I've seen in Superman. I mean, for Spider Man at that Spider-Man. point, then and he almost died game. from that. He did, he mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and after a while, they start letting him pick up big shit in the video games too. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. but I think the biggest thing you could pick up in the old beat em ups was like a person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was it. I mean, you do gotta be pretty strong to do that. Yeah, I can't do I that. I think they got their way around it by like having you be able to web throw stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can web a car and throw it at somebody. Because, like, yeah, the momentum, you can swing that around. So, yeah, able to get there. Mm-hmm. So, no, it, it made sense that after a while. When I was a kid, I was like, when he started doing super strength, so I was like, hold on, what? The spider got... And, and somebody was like, yeah, he, he has the strength of a spider ten times a human. Uh, like 50. Because oh. ants ten times. Ants. Yeah, so spiders got to be something stupid. Oh, well, ants can lift ten times their body weight, I should say. Or hundred times ants, their body weight. ants twenty? I don't know. Anymore. Maybe one of them's twenty. I think Spider-Man can lift twenty times. By the way, I just saw Ant-Man. I think Ant is ten, or is it fifty? I don't know. Dang, Ant strong as fuck. Yeah, I, I think it's mm-hmm. twenty. Twenty is the number that keeps popping into my head. I did just see the first Ant-Man, by the way. It's pretty good. It was a fun movie. Yeah, it was a fun movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I like more of those Marvel movies where like they're isolated and then they. Add to the yeah. the story at the end, or like they should like a one piece. Started doing that more. DCs, I think, started moving that way, where they were anyway. But uh, <sighs> I watched Ant Man's last. I wish I watched them when they came out because they were surprising. They they're actually ended up being some of my favorites. I really like the original Ant Man, and I was like hard going against that. Like I know, dumb. I know. <laughs> this is yeah. dumb. Ant Man and Galaxy <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I was surprised with Guardians of, Guardians of the Galaxy. And Ant-Man was very fun. I liked the supporting characters in the first Ant-Man. That Hispanic yeah. dude is my favorite. Dude, <laughs> man. I love him. Did you expect him to just throw fists like that? <laughs> Captain America? Hold up. Like, dude, I was sitting there, and he, he got called by the guy. And I just, like, at that time, I just, like, sort of turned around for something at the time. And I turned back, and dude is laid out on the floor, and I just hear a punching sound effect, and I'm like, 
Whoa, did Lewis just lay him out? And then some, that guy? some shit happened later in the later, later and Lewis laid out another dude. And then like another dude. I'm like, whoa, dude. Punching is his superpower. <laughs> hey man, whatever to say to homies, bro. I mean it was all it like, was all kind of criminals, so yeah. I mean like it makes sense. I mean like yeah. even TI was smooth. You know, he was like he had the quick thinking. He was <laughs> I love seeing TI in stuff because it is so un it's so it's so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Why you had to talk about man's Clifford like that? Like Clifford Harris, Clifford man. Nice, man. So I'm trying to, yeah, just beef him with Markiplier. Now you beef him with Clifford. Yo, man, man, I'm just It was a scene in Ant-Man was weird. Like, when you see him in something like ATL where it's like, all right, yeah, he should be in his hood shit. But I'm like, when you see him in like actual movies, like, it's like you feel he's T.I. for a minute. Yeah, he's a media... Multimedia personality at this point. Yeah, I do gotta say, I felt a little uncomfortable with the fact that you know the uh, the criminal element in the Ant Man movie was a, a bunch of uh, you know racial minorities led by some white dude. Yikes. It felt a little bit like you know, I was I was like at first I didn't have any faith and I was like. Wow, but then when they actually started doing shit, it was like, oh, actually, all these dudes are really hot. And Lewis started laying people out, and he just good natured about it. I'm like, dude, what, what can you do about a guy who could just like break your jaw and make you laugh about it later? <laughs> just eat it and laugh about it, I guess. Like, dang, man, I wouldn't even feel bad laying out, man. Like, I know that Lewis would, like, feel bad about that. It was like, man, I'm sorry I had to do that, dude. The world was, and it was like, all right, Lewis, you know, if it's you, it's cool, man. I'll just deal with the black guy. Yeah. Yeah, I heard they didn't bring the homies into Quantumania. They didn't. They didn't. No, I haven't seen anything. After Endgame, I haven't watched anything. Yeah, it's kind of been, people kind of complained about. Of this, this, uh, what do they call it? Wave or wave phase five? four? Phase phase five? Yeah, phase four. Although, I do have to say, um, Kang was he was that deal in Quantum Mania. He's deleted though, so what do you mean deleted because Jason Mathers, his uh, domestic violence stuff, <laughs> yeah, he ain't Kang no more. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole Kang. Right. Kang ain't Kang no more. So uh, they, it's gonna be a new Kang in Loki season two. So whoever's playing Kang, uh, big shoes. It, I guess I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything with him in it. So I mean, but like now I don't care. <laughs> like I care less now because it's like the the actor swapping. I mean, I already didn't care because I'm like kind of over the whole. Yeah, like in game, it should have end game should just ended it. Like yeah. yeah. I like that they use this time to like experiment with stuff, and it and it has been hit or miss. To to be perfectly honest, I think mm-hmm. I think really the weakest part about Marvel these days is their formula is actually pretty expired at this point. They need to it's boring. Yeah, yeah. they need to open it up, um, change up, really, really lean into the the original um, the content itself because they they take the content and make it more palatable for like a movie audience. Yeah. Because they have this, the same things they stick to. They stick to, like, you know, overwhelming amounts of comedy. Um, by the end of it, you know, uh, I think I think really if you guys have noticed, like, if, if you start watching this phase, what they'll do is they'll replace the main person with a new person. 
to kind of like take the mantle. They did this in like Doctor Strange, like it was Doctor Strange, but then they introduced like America Chavez, who became kind of the star of the movie yeah. after a while. Same thing they did in Black Widow. It was Black Widow. Then it was like her little sister took over. Same thing in Hawkeye. It was Hawkeye. Now it's his daughter. Same thing in Ant-Man. It was Ant-Man. Now it's Ant-Man's daughter. So yeah, that was uh, like... like they making a new big-ass spin-off spring? Yeah, I think that's what they're preparing for. Hmm. So it's... Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think the ones I've liked were like... I actually did like Doctor Strange, but it was a, it was a hot mess. Oh, I didn't I didn't watch it. <laughs> like I, said, I didn't see anything, but yeah, I heard that it was like hit or miss. Like the Sam yeah, Raimi hit stuff. and miss at, yeah, the, same at the same time. time. It was good at the parts that it was. It was really good, and then like at the very end, it was just dumb. <laughs> just, just like freaking Mrs. Doubtfire, dumb. <laughs> Yeah, I can't describe it. All right, need to go. The best stuff was like the the Sam Raimi stuff because like it, it kind of became like a horror movie after a while, and uh, that stuff was pretty good. And then it yeah. became a superhero movie again, and that stuff was kind of dumb. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. So my um my boy Brian, he had when we watched Spider Man No Way Home. No Way Home. His biggest beef with that movie was Aunt May. Because oh. he was like, Aunt May dying didn't make sense. He was like, why when he had all the criminals in his apartment, why would he have Aunt May go anywhere else besides that super sheltered apartment? But he told her to like, go grab something and she was in the 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 Death alley box? Yeah, and um, oh. the entrance to the, 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 not the hotel, but the apartment building. And like, as I rewatched the movie, it never makes sense why Aunt May isn't with him. It never makes sense. It was literally just like, it was, it was, it was obviously a, a story contrived moment to get her out of that room to get her killed. I mean, she was getting his ass beat though. Like, Green Goblin like literally powerbombed him through the floor and kept beating his ass. But she would have still been in that room. She would have never been downstairs. She went like looking for him, right? No, she left out before them. Before he was there. Uh, she left out before the fight was there. Happy, she was by herself because Happy was up there. Tom was up there. Tom Holland was up there. And all the wait, villains were up there. So where, why was she there? Wait, no, no, no. It does make sense because like everybody started freaking out after a while. Everybody was in the apartment. Then everybody like started freaking out because Gobble was freaking out. Then Jamie Foxx got the fuck out of there. And then like you didn't know what was going on because Lizard was just doing random shit. Um... So you're in a secure apartment building. Like, there's the villain in there. But you think the best option is to send your aunt out of that room? It wasn't secure, though, because everybody, like, what's name broke out of a window, right? Then Electro turned off the power. And then how did Peter get out? Did he get, like, drop kicked out of a window or something? Yeah, he got drop kicked. Yeah, drop kicked out of a window. I guess you could stay there, but like, there's nothing stopping them because they already know you're there. There's nothing stopping. I can't you. remember because it's been a while. But rewatch, rewatch that part. And it doesn't make sense. Like, I can't remember the exact specifics of it now. But like, her not being, her being in uh, the entryway to the apartment building doesn't make sense. It's like the biggest flaw of the movie. So just rewatch it when you get a chance. I'm just saying, it's hard to strategize when you're being drop kicked. It makes I mean, the thinking bro, difficult. Did bro. you see Green Goblin just power bombing this man through the floor? And I did Peter, see the power bombs. Bro, Those Peter, are pretty good. Peter's on his head, punch him in the head, and this man was just looking at him laughing like him. <laughs> yeah. So I was talking to my um my boy, he was telling me about an interview beforehand, I guess when they called when they called William Defoe. 
He was like, I will only do it if I can just be completely batshit crazy. Oh, yeah. He, oh, he did. He made the movie. That, the movie he would not have been half as good no. as before. Because you never he, knew at any yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was this weird, uncanny valley thing going on where Willem Dafoe's performance was too good yeah. compared to the wooden performances of, like, was it Clayface? Oh, uh, Clay? oh Clayman? Uh, Clay yeah, I found out that Sandman. Sandman. Yeah, he that. wasn't in the movie. That was he all, was. like, redone CG from, like, the old movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was not a person. Because <laughs> he was always sad. He saw that. Face, yeah, just that hammer face. Um, <laughs> he, Willem Dafoe was too good, and everyone else was a little bit. Uh, the other villains, I mean, yeah, yeah. Mulaney was good. I like, I like Doc Ock being there. He was good. He was yeah. Good. yeah, he was good. He but was I like Jamie Fox. Yeah, you know, Jim, yeah, Jamie Fox. He just played Jamie Fox. He was just famous, Jamie Fox. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Sandman was. He was I. He didn't yeah. do anything wrong. He didn't the get it. Lizard was kind of just there, too. But, um, yeah. That, when you see that Defoe performance, it makes you really go over, like, the Marvel villains, and it's just like, y'all been slipping, bro, because I've never been as uncomfortable <laughs> and terrified as when Green Goblin was on screen. Uh, oh, yeah. Green Goblin say, and Thanos were the only ones that gave me that. Kang, you know, Quantumania Kang, he was honestly terrifying. It was like, he did a really good job of showing power, just mm. overwhelming. He, you know, you know the term. Uh, any sufficiently advanced technology is you can't tell it from magic. King's okay. technology was so powerful that you'd be sitting there going like, "That's gotta be magic, right?" <laughs> But like, no, nah, man, he just got technology that makes you think like, holy crap, he's like Thanos. Yeah, because I mean, can you exist at all times at once, right? Or some weird shit like that? He got a lot of variants. He's like one guy, but he has knowledge of like all his variants. Okay. It was so, some time shenanigans. In the comics, he's like, he, I think he's Reed Richards' dad, but I think he's also somehow Reed Richards. Like, like Reed Richards is a variant of Kang. No, Kang Kang is a variant of Reed Richards, but he's oh. but he's his own dad or something like that. Mm. Something. I mean, that sounds like comic that. book stupid enough. Yeah. Ooh. So speaking of that, we're gonna watch Back to the Future Part Two anytime soon. <laughs> uh, no, no particular reason. Just just wondering. Yeah, we should probably get to that probably next week. Mm-hmm. We'll call it next week. Yeah, we can watch both of them next week. Just run through it? Yeah. And we will have that review for you guys um, sometime next month. Allegedly. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Should be next month because we got the fog this month. And then, yeah, that be yeah. But anyway, that's for always. Thanks for coming along and ride. And uh, keep helping us creep up to 1K. We're getting there slowly but surely. Appreciate you guys. So, we'll see you next time. May your pillow stay cold, your bed stay warm. Stay perfect, chat. <laughs> <laughs>